I'm Julie. I'm Kalea. And you're listening to the latest episode of Girls With Fun. Thanks for joining us. Every week we get together and chat about something on our mind about BTS. Sometimes we're silly and sometimes we're serious, but we're always creating a podcast by ARMY for ARMY. If you haven't yet, be sure to follow our social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Girls With Fun Pod and on Facebook at Girls With Fun Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite streaming service. And without further ado, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Girls With Fun. (laughs) What is up? Oh, so much is going on. Um, How are you doing? You know, I was doing great until I had to prep for the podcast today. I was on fire. Like, I had to watch (laughs) Butter (laughs) before we started this so I could, like, calm down (laughs) and, like, refocus um, to what's important. So... It will be interesting. Um, I would say that we don't even like edit out any of the curse words. Like we'll just put like an explicit <laughs> warning here. Like if my mouth is a little foul this episode, I apologize in advance. Um, <laughs> like there's no point in even trying to like edit out all the profanity that I might let off. So <laughs> here's your warning right now. <laughs> R.I.P. us. <laughs> yeah tomorrow when we edit this this is not a kid-friendly podcast this episode is not sorry have we been we haven't been like i know we're trying (laughs) to like hold it together by like the thinnest of strings right but i don't think we've ever been that kid-friendly like we were editing the last one and there are some things i just like i said i said it (laughs) and it wasn't explicit per se but it wasn't like (laughs) kid friendly cough cough step on me gin cough yeah <laughs> i mean we try to keep it pg-13 but i just can't make that promise to you this time around so just like giving a warning um there's no point in even putting in all the little like bleep sounds like just forget <laughs> it <laughs> forget it anyway i was watching the um interview they did with I think it was entertainment now the Indian show that they did right before we hopped on so I'm like in a very giggly mindset where I'm like (laughs) this is so precious they're so happy like OMG like Namjoon's voice is so deep Jungkook's voice is so deep right like uh (laughs) short-circuiting so like that's where I'm at and then you're in like the other end of the spectrum (laughs) (laughs) yeah well um what are we going to start off with today i sent you a list what like earlier today and it didn't even encapsulate like half of the things oh wait happened this week we did say before we were even going to start um you've you've heard in our last few podcasts um you've also seen it in the descriptions we are joining uh k-pop social night and that will be occurring on July 10th through the 11th. And we will be there on the 10th day of this wonderful podcast fest that we have joined. So 
we're joining like a large team. I don't remember the number, but it's very, it's a lot of podcasts. <laughs> um, there will also be, um, you know, other sponsors there. There will be entertainers there. It's just one huge K-pop night and we're going to be joining that night. So we'll be doing some BTS things there. Um, so we just wanted to shout that out to make sure that you know to get your tickets and join us. Tickets are $15. It's going to be really fun. Um, I think we have like two sessions that you can join. So you can come and hear us and you can go and check out the other podcasters that will be there as well. So make sure you go and check that out. And I will say the podcast is a fundraiser for NAMI. Um the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So all funds, all of your ticket price, all funds raised will go towards that. So even though there is a ticket price, it's going to a good cause. We're not making money off of this, whether that's good or bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But again, yeah, we're not making money off of it. Um, We're just excited to participate. We hope to see some of you there. I don't want to give any spoilers, but our two sessions will be different and um, just, I think, a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Oh, all right. Without further ado. Um, was there something else you wanted to say about the... Uh... Oh, there was. Yes. Thank you for keeping me on track. I just said it. And then two seconds later, I'm like, hmm, no thoughts. Head empty. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Thanks. We've had a couple people over like the last couple of weeks, like reach out to us about our audio issues. And we're always so happy when you guys interact with us, sadly, including when you tell us about our audio issues, (laughs) we're still happy to hear from you. So like, you know, this isn't me, um, you know, being salty. What I am salty about is that like, we're working on the audio issues. We've been working on them. Um, But when we record it sounds one way completely and then we edit and it sounds away and then when the file is exported it could sound a whole other way (laughs) so we are working on it and trying to make it better um so thank you for people who have brought it to our attention and you know do so going forward nothing really changes week to week we always sit in the same places have the same setup it's not like I'm made of money and have like a million mics sitting around so (laughs) I well and truly have no idea (laughs) what's causing the discrepancy here because sometimes I feel like I'm like mouth breathing into the mic and then sometimes you can barely hear me so we apologize we are aware we are working on it but also I don't know what to say (laughs) (laughs) yeah things were a lot different when we first started um, because we were together so we were in the same place there's really, you know, not much room for it to sound um, bad. But, you know, <laughs> since the pandemic, of course, we've been, we've been doing this virtually. Um, also, we're not in the same vicinity anymore at all. So <laughs> we can't even come together now, <laughs> now that things are slightly improving. Um, so I'm crossing my fingers that Julie will move back to the DMV. <laughs> Yeah, not just a, yeah. not just for this podcast, but just because <laughs> I'm selfish and I want to have Julie back. But um, anyway, yeah, this is gonna have to continue online. Um, and we're gonna have to try and figure it out. You know, we're not that tech savvy. We're all right, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not um, like sound engineers. We have no idea what we're doing. Um, it's really like the most basic setup, and we're just hoping that it works. So, <laughs> yeah, this is truly a labor of love, and I just have to laugh when I think back. I literally just hit the mic off my face; like it's so close to my mouth. Um, it's literally <laughs> a labor of love, and um, it's funny because like. I feel like we used to not care that much um, <laughs> when we were together. Like, we had one track. Now we have, like, separate tracks. There's a separate music track. There's a separate sensor track, right? It's become increasingly elaborate. I used to eat pizza on the track. <laughs> like, literally, there's crunching sounds. And I guess, like, we were just fine with it. And now, of course, that we're taking it seriously. It's just, like, no. Nope. Julie was fine with it. I was not fine with it. <laughs> Oh, the, true fair enough the truth comes out but anyway i don't know what's going on nowadays we've grown past those days yeah yeah but we're still growing yeah we're gonna we're we're gonna figure it out just bear with us um thank you for those that have thank you for those that continue to listen and check it out um i should say the new the new people that come and check it out as well as the people who continue to listen um on a weekly basis we do appreciate you um but yeah let's get into what happened this week every week i'm like how could bts have more to do but i guess it's festa right so they're always gonna have stuff mm-hmm. coming out um but yeah every week it blows my mind like wow there's just so much content uh let's just dive right into it Let's start off with, like, really good news first. Uh, today, we found out that Butter has reached number one again on the Billboard Hot 100. Woo! If I could, like, pop bottles, I would. No, um, I want that, like, air horn sound, but whenever I do it, it sounds, like, vaguely sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, imagine the, like, NBA air horn sound here. <laughs> right. Um... Yeah, two weeks at number one. I feel like this time it feels different because there's so much up against BTS right now. I don't know why. Like, why is there so much, like, animosity and just, like, anger and, like, jealousy on the timeline over this? It's really not that deep. I don't know why it's that serious this time around. Um, But it is, and it just feels, like, even more tense than it ever has been um it's always like up in the air like is it gonna be number one this week i don't know and i just see us going so hard so i shouldn't be surprised that it is but yeah i'm just happy to see that it's at number one i think because expectations grow each time like even though I always say that, like, BTS has done so much and BTS and ARMY have, like, nothing left to prove. And I do believe that. But at the same time, like, we all have expectations for how a song will do or perform or whatever. Um, And, like, it's super great to have this problem, but it's become normal that, like, they will chart (laughs) and get number one. But we still, in 2021, in the year of our Lord, 2021, we still have people staying pressed, talking about BTS going to be in free fall and how ARMY aren't organic or whatever. And, like, anytime someone says something like that, like, you're just, you're putting, what's the expression? You're, like, putting a stick in a hornet's nest. <laughs> like, you're just 
riling us up, pissing us off, and we're going to come back with a vengeance. I'm like, do we address this now or address it later? Like, We could address it now. <sighs> All right. Um, so there was an article release. Um, I can't remember his last name. I know his name was Tom. I think it was like Brahan or Brahan, but I have no idea how um, to pronounce it. This is courtesy of Stereo Gum, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone's seen this article at this point. Like, it's just completely taken over army twit so i'm pretty sure everyone has seen this article um and who are we if we don't uh provide commentary on weird articles that journalists like to write about bts that's like our true villain origin story it's like it it really is (laughs) it's actually our joker story okay so this Stereo Gum article is titled BTS and their fan army are rendering the pop charts useless, which is like comedy in itself. <laughs> Just from the title alone, like, that's kind of crazy. <sighs> but anyway. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Okay, so like cut me off whenever. I read this article last week or whenever it first popped up and had no interest in like revisiting it however i actually like blocked this guy like asap (laughs) i was like i don't need this energy like dang but then like everyone was commenting on it again today because i guess you know he got called out and his feelings were hurt (laughs) and he was like running his mouth again and it was it was like really weird And, like, we'll discuss, I guess, more in depth, you know, both the previous article and today. But, like, he was kind of apologizing, kind of, per usual, right? Like, the most half-assed apology. (laughs) But then also talking about just, you know, like, how we're different because it's, like, the fans manipulating the charts and not the companies. And I'm like, do you hear yourself speaking? (laughs) Like... I don't know. He was just running his mouth a lot. Um, And my timeline is full of, like, I'm constantly inspired by, like, the clapbacks or comments that people come up with because they were just, like, you know. I I was going to say, like, teaching this guy the error of his ways, but I don't really think he's there. I think the basic gist of this is that this guy is just mad that BTS and, well, really, like, ARMY have played the game that Billboard has set up, and we have won doing so. Um, I, I think he's pressed that BTS has released English singles when he felt like they didn't need to. Um, he doesn't like the song, so he doesn't think it should be number one. Um, yeah, like, that's the basic gist of it. Um, so because of all of that, somehow we have completely ruined the charts. The charts are supposed to be like the most accurate historical record of all things number one in the country, all things popular. It's, it's supposed to be like Should I ask you know, what voice this is? the be all, end all of popular music. 
in the U.S. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know where he came to that conclusion because he doesn't even cite why he has that idea. Um, people on Twitter were also asking him, like, why do you think that the chart is, like, the most accurate reflection of, like, um, what people find popular in the U.S.? Like, when has it ever been accurate? And he can't really pinpoint it. So I don't know why all of a sudden now BTS are the ones who were like ruining this chart. Um, I don't know why he thinks that this chart in general is accurate. Um, I don't know how you ever can accurately capture what's um, the most popular song in the country right now um, or in the world, whatever. I do know that at some point we're going to have to acknowledge that the BTS army are not just stands, but they are now the general public. <laughs> like at this point we are now the general public. There are so many BTS fans, both stands and both casual listeners that it should not come to a surprise at you at this point that BTS are making number one chart-topping hits or having number one best-selling albums. Like, every single comeback, we grow. And I don't even think we just double. Like, we, like, triple. Like, it's exponential. Yeah. Like, it's crazy the amount of people that follow BTS every single comeback. It blows my mind. Like, I can't wrap my head around it, and I'm a fan. So I can imagine why it's hard for someone who's never seen anything like this especially for like an artist that's not american i'm sure it's hard for you to understand why people would like bts but like i'm here to tell you <laughs> like <laughs> they're here to stay they're not going anywhere you might as well just get used to it at this point so like it's either you get on the train or you get off and you get left behind or at least get out of the way of the train. You exactly. You don't have to tie yourself to the tracks and wait for it to roll over you and be mad when it does. Like, move. Well, or, or you can do that if you want to, but don't get surprised when you get that heat. Like, <laughs> like do not get surprised when you get completely ratioed on Twitter. Like, his quote tweets <laughs> versus his, like, actual retweets and likes are insane. <laughs> I just... It's strange to me because the whole thing really reeks of, like, xenophobia and, like, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, hegemonic U.S. mainstream culture. Like, that doesn't really exist anymore. We're, like, we're all unified by one musical artist, right? Like, there might be people that are, like, broadly popular, and BTS is one of those people, but, like... I might not get other artists on the chart right now, but I'm not out here running my mouth, like disrespecting, like, how is this possible that they're charting? You know right. what I mean? Like, it might not be for me, but like, I am not American culture, you know, nor is the billboards only American culture, right? There's like global billboards too. Right. And other <laughs> charts also. But um, yeah, the weird thing is, is that Red is kind of like, It read as, like, kind of xenophobic to me or, like, I don't understand this, so therefore it's not valid, right? 
But then on the flip side, like, I saw people retweeting some of his old mentions, and they're like, oh, so he really just doesn't like BTS, because he had been like, no, 21 is the best group ever. And then he was like, G-Dragon and Top are, like, artists that I want to hang out with. So if those are true, <laughs> let's not talk about, like, you know, fakes and, like, fake news on the internet. We don't have time for that today. But, like, if those are true, like, he obviously has supported other like k-pop artists in the past so is he just trying to be like edgy like what what's his end game with this article like what were you trying to do what did you think would happen yeah i don't know i don't get it to me it comes off as like those entitled people in like high school who would like bully you for like <laughs> the music that you listen to because they felt like their playlists were so much more superior than yours like their taste yeah. in music was just so um much better than yours like anything that you listen to was automatically like bullshit um <laughs> it wasn't indie enough like yeah i know and exactly then the artists that they would like would like become pop stars anyway so it was like okay so now they're mainstream does your music taste now suck like i don't know <laughs> it's I just like who are- entire weekend before it was cool exactly who who are you to say what's popular in the u.s or not are you doing a consensus? Do you have a general survey of everyone's like thoughts on what's popular in the U.S. or not? And if you feel like the bill- billboard charts are not reflecting that accurately, why- what does that have to do with like BTS or like the army, like us? That should say yeah. more about like the general public or it should say more about actually it should say more about billboard than it does yeah. anyone else in this situation like 100 <laughs> percent. i saw this yeah. tweet that was like you're just mad because army okay so part of his argument was like bts's success is inorganic and like not representative of the whole um but it's like also like this was entirely like fan led like what is more organic than that we've like figured out how to work around radio play or lack thereof often right so with that in mind like you're not really mad at army or bts you're mad that we've like actively figured out the system and have figured out how to beat it right Mm -hmm. so it's just it's really weird to me and like also what is more organic than like people and i've talked about this in any other number of ways like literally on the last episode where we were talking about spotify filtering so this isn't a problem like unique to this article but like what is organic right like i am not being directed by any label to support bts right Mm -hmm. like i choose to spend my coins buying multiple versions of a song i choose to buy the instrumental no one is telling me that i have to do so i'm choosing to listen to butter and seek out butter themed playlists where it's like every two tracks because we figured that out right I'm choosing to go on station head um, for more impact. Like, I I just don't know, like, what is more organic than, like, filling stadiums and selling music? Exactly. Um, Because, yeah, just like you said, BTS fills stadiums. (laughs) Like, I don't think people are, like, wrapping their heads around that. BTS sell out stadiums worldwide. So I feel like that should be indication enough of how far their reach is at this point so you should not be shocked that they are number one like (laughs) if other artists were also selling out stadiums sure I would also expect them to also be at number one and if they're not again that's a reflection on the billboard charts 
or their respective fandoms. That's got nothing to do with BTS and that's got nothing to do with us. Like we're out here doing what we want to do. No one's forcing us to do it. I mean, shoot, it only took till just what is it just this comeback before um like hype or whoever is like starting these like listening parties yeah, that they started this is doing the first one. we've been doing listening parties for how long and they saw yeah. us doing it and took our like they always do <laughs> and That's a topic for a different day exactly like, like, and started like dirty family laundry yeah but whatever like i'm i'm but i feel like that's like an awesome reflection of like how influential we are on the company it's not the company trying to make moves in secret or like in everyone's face (laughs) like trying to bundle merchandise or paying off radio hosts to play their music on air like it's not anything like that going on because y'all have been like blacklisting bts from radio from the very beginning like literally tossing their cds in the trash like we will never forget that i was just thinking of that like as you were talking about this that spring day that someone founded a goodwill that was like a radio copy my blood is still boiling yeah like don't make it seem like bts haven't been slowly ascending on the billboard charts up until this point like it yeah. wasn't like BTS just came out of nowhere with Dynamite or they just came out of nowhere with Butter or Life Goes On. Like there was a slow ascension to the charts, like starting yeah. with Fake Love, if I'm correct, in the top 10 in 2018. But even before that, like getting on like the world charts, getting on like the best selling album charts, like that was a slow progression. It didn't just come out of nowhere. Stop making it seem like BTS just came yeah. out of nowhere. Like they've been here for eight years, like in this I game. Know. Stop. <laughs> it's I, making I my head hurt. Just like nodding viciously over here, but you can't see me. No, 200%. I think, you know, you often hear artists say like people see like the success like whenever they interview someone famous they'll be like you see the success but not the grind and i think that's part of the problem here is to parts of the general public i won't say all because to your point like bts is mainstream now right but for some people dynamite was and and even going back to fake love like even if you go back to fake love you're like wow they just like blew up out of nowhere forgetting that they've been grinding since 2013 and earlier right so it's just like it feels like where did they come from? And it's like, no, we've we've been here. Like exactly. streaming. I was doing it before we were on like the billboard charts period, right? So I mean Exactly. You're late to the train. Yeah, we're like I have been on this train when we had like <laughs> two cars on it. And now we're just like we've built up momentum. We're like blowing past the station and you're like, Where is this coming from? Exactly. Don't get mad because you're all the way in the back of the line. Yeah. (laughs) I think it it also upsets me because he makes mention of how, like, other artists have been doing bundling or other artists have been doing, like, other kind of tactics so that they can, like, game the charts. But for some reason, when we actually, like, play the legal game, play the fair game, (laughs) it's a problem for us. Like, we're doing exactly what the Billboard charts say we should be doing. We're streaming. We're buying the music. And it's getting played on the radio. It's not even getting played on the radio in crazy amounts like other artists are. So that should even, that should tell you even how cooler it is that 
BTS are at number one because it's going off of literally just buying and streaming. Like, I can't think of anything more organic than that. Like, no one's, like you said, no one's pushing our hands to do any of this. Like, this is all just doing it because we want to. And it's not bots. Like, (laughs) this is real life people doing this. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a question for you. This is like tangential, but quick. Have you heard Butter on the Radio? I have not yet, actually. I'm barely in my car, so there's that. This is another point that I would like to make. He keeps talking about radio, but I'm like, can we count radio as like a a current medium in like 2021? Like, no offense to any like radio DJs or any like person that are like invo- any people that are involved with radio, but like maybe I'm not correct, but I feel like radio is kind of a dying medium, just like TV is. Right. Like, so they have to try and transition to doing things like doing podcasts or like getting your radio and some kind of like digital platforms that people can like listen to it. Like, no offense, but I'm not getting in my car and I'm not turning on the radio. Yeah. (laughs) Like the only reason I would do so is if I was actively trying to like hear BTS because I don't want to get in my car and listen to the same five songs every hour on every single station and then you try to tell me that that's what people want to hear in the u.s right now they only want to hear five songs that's all that's popular right now you're trying to tell me that that's not curated by any kind of label or anyone at the head of the radio station i don't think so (laughs) yeah i feel like radio is the least organic right because you've given power to radio djs historically as like tastemakers right exactly talked about that with like culture commentators but then all the radios are like syndicated anyway so i'm pretty sure if you listen to kiss fm anywhere in the u.s regardless of your local you know radio host they're all playing the same thing yes so yeah that's like super inorganic plus why is like me it's almost gotten to the point where like i don't care if i hear bts on the radio i'll just go to my spotify playlist that I've saved or like station head or whatever um just because well any number of reasons but I don't need to like listen to all these other tracks that you say are popular it's so many ads right so I guess what I want to say is like why is radio considered like you know in the Spotify debate like a more of a passive listen versus like me streaming butter on loop like why why is radio valued more but that could be a whole other conversation. I don't know. I Probably because some like label heads have decided that that's like, you know, they have some connection and they decided yeah. that that's how it's going to be. And that's how it has been. I understand the historical significance of radio, but things are changing. Like I said, we're in 2021. Like we're digital right now. Like this, we're living in a digital world. So <laughs> things like people going out and buying albums before, in the masses, yes, that was a reflection of what was accurate at that time. And even um, this Forbes article, which I would love to pull up, but I don't have it right now. Oh, man, I missed it. Dang. I guess one thing I would say to the organic article and the, or, or the organic point, and then we can switch over, is like, we to your point we live in a digital age and like streaming is king and like endless consumption like i don't have to buy a song on itunes right i don't have to 
go and purchase an album. I can just mm-hmm. stream. So it should, in fact, be even more organic and remarkable that I am purchasing repeats of songs, I like different remixes, right? And I'm yeah. purchasing like albums when albums come out in multiple versions. Like, again, no one is forcing me to do so. I'm choosing <laughs> to do so. But the fact that BTS has fans that are willing to do that should be even more remarkable because other people want that and just are not getting it. Exactly. Well, the point that I was trying to find and bring up was this Forbes article written by Brian Rawley. Rawley? I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Sorry if I pronounce that incorrectly. Anyways, I thought it was like a great article and it was a great rebuttal to Tom's article um, where he points out that even in the times where people were relying on physical sales of albums. They're relying on record stores to call in and accurately report how many albums were sold as if that's even going to be an accurate reflection of like what's popular. You're going to tell me that there's no way that they weren't ever manipulating that. (laughs) Like don't make it seem like chart manipulation is like a new thing and we're not manipulating the charts. We are literally doing exactly what billboard told us to do. (laughs) (laughs) again just want to like emphasize that we're not manipulating the charts stop that i don't want to hear anymore like at this point you're just going to have to get over it like bts are not going anywhere the only way (laughs) bts are going to stop dominating the charts is if they just stop making music for one reason or another like (laughs) it's just not gonna happen we're only going to continue to get bigger and larger in size. I can't even wrap my head around what the next comeback is going to be like. I really cannot. I was just thinking, even if they stopped making music for a while and then came back, I guarantee they would still like be at the top of the charts. I'm just like, instead of making um, articles trying to like pit artists against each other, how about you write about how awesome it is that we have Asians sitting at the top spots in Billboard right now. Like Olivia, I don't want to say her name incorrectly, is it Rodrigo? Rodrigo? I'm not sure. Anyway, she's like half Filipino. Like, how awesome is it that we have Koreans and a Filipina sitting like at the top spots in Billboard right now? Like, when have we seen that? That's awesome. How about we write articles about how awesome that is instead of like trying to be like, well, she should have been number one because she has the most popular songs in America right now. Like, well, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Like, (laughs) yeah. Why are we doing this? I don't like pitting BTS against other artists necessarily either. Right. (laughs) It's just like, I feel like ARMY for the most part are just like minding our business, doing our thing, but people always have a problem. Like, Yep. It's just. Taylor Swift just shot up to like number one on the album's chart. Her album just got number one again because she asked her fans to go out and buy her album. And like they like bought like a F ton of vinyls and shot her back up to number one. Is that chart manipulation because she asked her fans to do so and they did it willingly because they wanted to? I don't know. It doesn't sound like it to me, but no one's writing articles about how that's chart manipulation. But when BTS say, hey, you want to join this listening party? It's chart manipulation. When they release singles and they say, hey, you want to buy butter? Instrumental version. 
cooler, sweeter, hotter, whatever version. <laughs> like <laughs> now it's chart manipulation. I just don't understand. Help me understand. Someone help me understand. <laughs> it will never, it will never make sense. Okay. I saw this tweet. I literally pulled up Twitter because I wanted to credit the source. It's at elegant logic. Um, Jin Ha Lee. It says this fandom was built in a hostile environment from the beginning. They can misrepresent, blame, criticize, and attack us however they want, but we thrive despite all that. BTS has bulletproof in their name for a reason. And so it's like, it's really nothing new. Like, we shouldn't even Mm -hmm. have a villain origin story in a way because we shouldn't even get mad about it. Like, again, half of our podcast episodes are built on, like, dumb crap other people have said about BTS and ARMY. And think about it like the crap storm as i'm trying to censor myself has been endless and yet we're still here thriving at the top of the charts so like this is nothing new like you're not i'm upset because you're like always coming for us but like your articles aren't gonna like stop me from doing anything it's like you could feel some kind of way about bts music if you don't like it i can't do anything if you don't like butter I can't do anything if you don't like BTS. Like, but just don't try and create some like unfounded article about why BTS are top in the charts or why they shouldn't be. Like, at least make it make sense. <laughs> like, at least let me like follow along. Like, try and challenge me a little bit. Made me think, hmm, maybe you do have a point there. But like, I'm seeing zero points. Like, you're not making any. Even in the middle of an article, he makes some unfounded comment about how like, most k-pop groups go on hiatus when they like go into the military yeah and not true (laughs) um and then he said something about like bts are changing laws and now like uh you know like k-pop boy groups don't have to serve until they're 30 because of bts which like eh, that's not right either um (laughs) like (laughs) i just want you to at least try a little bit harder. And I get it. I understand not feeling that great that the artists that you like don't have number ones or something that you feel so good about. Like those artists aren't like selling out shows or they aren't like having like the number one albums or whatever. That doesn't make those artists not successful. It doesn't make them bad artists but don't try and shit on BTS because they're doing that and you just happen to not like it. So therefore they have to be bad artists. It's a bad song. Like all this stuff is subjective. Like just shut up and let people have their moment. Like what's wrong with BTS having their moment in the light right now? Why are you so pressed about it? (laughs) Isn't that like, the joy of art and music is that there's so many different forms of it out there that everyone can find something that resonates with them. Exactly. You don't have to like, if you don't like BTS, like (laughs) that's fine. It's, it's just like you said, all these different like allegations that aren't even true. Like lack of research is just upsetting. And to your other point about like being mad because your artist isn't number one, it's, easy to hate on army and bts now i mean people have always been hating per that tweet i just quoted but like we have been there there was a time when like we could stream as hard as we wanted and we wouldn't hit our goals exactly and we would you know 
vote and vote and vote and vote and stream and vote and stay up till God knows what time and create count accounts in Korean when we don't speak Korean, <laughs> you know, trying to like do something for them. So it's not that I don't sympathize when you're so close and you've worked so hard and you don't get something, but this like cutting down is just like a groundless and b it just like it looks bad. It's a bad look. <laughs> like it's a really bad look. So Plus, if you really love that artist, go be busy loving that artist. When BTS wasn't charting, I wasn't writing hate articles about, like, other (laughs) groups. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to keep listening and streaming and buying. Like, exactly. Do your thing. Exactly. I'm just like, me seven years ago would have had a hard time that we would be here right now where we're at. Because... Of how far BTS have come. Like, in my heart, they were number one to me, and I wanted them to be number one so bad. So, yeah, I was going to do whatever I could to try and, like, help them get there. And I feel like that's the same energy that ARMY have now, and that's the exact reason why BTS are in the space and the place that they are in right now. It's not, like, some kind of scheme by hype to like make bts number one like okay yeah sure there's marketing like and And there's plans like every other label has but (laughs) it's not like high paid all of us to like (laughs) go and like stream butter it's not that deep like we're doing it because we want to if I were a bot, I promise you I would not be here slandering Weaver's shipping every week. <laughs> the exactly. tenor of this podcast would be completely different. Like, BTS have earned everything that they have right now. Like, y'all can put some respect on BTS name. Yes. I'm sick of it. Like, <laughs> I think that's why we're so powerful and so cohesive is, like, we are focused and we're all here for BTS. Like, there will be people, like, I can't act like ARMY is, like, all angels who are in love with bts like there's a lot of weird stuff out there as we've talked about but at the end of the day like we're all here for the same reason so like you getting mad i guarantee you there's far more army streaming than army trying to start uh whoever fan war you know what i mean like yes we are minding our business we are here fundamentally because we love bts beyond that we might not have anything in common right (laughs) I'm not, like, saying, like, let's, like, all be best friends and hold hands, you know, but, like, what, like, what, I don't know. I'm just back to, like, what is more organic than that. Yeah. Like, we're not going to stop. This is, like, the one time where I feel like, finally, we have, like, all one common goal. Like, we're not fighting each other. We're not coming on each other's necks. We're not like doxing each other and like doing other kinds of crazy stuff. Like we're just focused on what we came here for and that's that's BTS. Like if there's one thing we're good at, it's supporting BTS. <laughs> and I will say, yeah, like we have unwavering focus when it comes to that. Like I don't see army journalists, for example, writing slander pieces on whoever right just because it's pointless like we spend our and we know how where and how to spend our energy and it's not on that 
Exactly. So even even once this podcast is over, I've said it on other ones. Like I will go back, move on to my day or night, as it were, and like go back to streaming butter. I'm not going to be thinking about what did Tom at what was it sound gum stereo gum I think stereo gum <laughs> exactly what what did Tom at stereo gum have to say about BTS he really put me in crisis like I'm pissed but I'm just gonna go back to streaming so should we talk about more positive things considering it's 45 minutes exactly woo saw let me calm down <laughs> <laughs> I managed to not curse him out like I thought I was going to um that was good pat on the back for me it was amazing anyway um on to better things we got the what is it the sweeter and cooler remixes this week mm-hmm. um as well as the cooler music video which was insanely cute and i just want to say for the record that um i hope he really wants me to like square up <laughs> Don't end the music video sticking your tongue out and think that I'm supposed to go on about my day fine. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? I saw that and it was like the window shut down sound. <laughs> 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 like, <yeah>. I almost <laughs> sent you that gif. Like, I saw a gif of that and I was like don't do it and he's like girl i'm not gonna do it i'm just thinking about it <laughs> that tiktok sound and i was like don't do it you don't need to like derail her entire day like she already knows <sighs> anyway um <laughs> moved on quicker than i was expecting very you know cute music video i i want to know if they're gonna put out the sweeter version I want whatever version of that was where, like, Tay was, like, acting up in that little video he deleted. Like, I want whatever that version is. And, like, those outfits, I want that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be sweeter or it's going to be something else. If they're going to make, like, an army video like they did with Dynamite. Um, and they're going to release that footage. Oh, that would be so cute because that's the outfits they were wearing when they did a little army thing. Like, come on, Kalea. Am I predicting this right now? <laughs> I mean, our prediction, as one of our followers pointed out on Instagram, our prediction right in terms of, like, album timing was pretty good. So you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Um, I also need Tay to, like, stop deleting things. Like, I was working, <laughs> and so I saw it was there, and I was, like, trying to watch it, but, like, on mute because I'm, like, in a meeting. I... <laughs> Uh, for legal reasons, this is a joke. I might have been in a meeting. Um, <laughs> and I was, like, trying to look at it, but I was like, I can't do this right now. And so by the time the meeting ended, it was, like, gone. And I was like, Ugh. Yeah, I was lucky to catch it in real time. Um, by, the came- by the time I came back to my phone, it was gone, um, which was funny. <laughs> like, remember those shirtless pics he posted and then deleted? Oh, yeah. He's done it numerous times. Like, he is king of the, like... <laughs> post and then i guess instant regret <laughs> or the big hit interns like no <laughs> absolutely not yeah just leaking things that shouldn't be leaked um thirst trap king <laughs> um yeah <laughs> king of content um speaking of content we got more festa content and we got the release of bicycle by rm um 
how are you feeling as i mean i'm also a namjoon stan but how are you feeling by like you know our titled namjoon stan on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh titled wow pulling rank no um (laughs) yeah no um no thoughts head empty i'm in love with him uh i saw these people making like miyazaki edits um of like scenery and stuff and that was like the one thing I did for myself when I went to Japan as I went to the Studio Ghibli Museum and so anyway (laughs) clearly no thoughts had empty I'm like I like can't find words but that track is so soothing I saw another tweet that was like why is all of Namjoon's solo releases coffee shop music (laughs) and I'm like um not entirely if we're like thinking really far back but okay I accept this tweet but not really (laughs) like thinking back to some of the older stuff that we've covered um but yeah it was very soothing I will probably drift off to sleep listening to that so love it how about you um well just hearing that comment about that tweet, I need us to listen to more than mono. Okay, listen, I know we really love mono, okay? I also really love mono. <laughs> I need us to listen to the rest of, like, his discography <laughs> as well as the other members. Like, I feel like, from a historical perspective, people have separated, like, RM from Rap Monster, and they just exist <laughs> in separate spheres. I don't know. Yeah. My thoughts on Bicycle. I <laughs> I think Bicycle is great. Um, yeah, it definitely was giving Mono vibes and his, his little blurb on the blog. I guess he was saying that he was feeling like pressure to have to follow up Mono. Um, so I guess this is kind of like a follow up to that. Um, I mean, yeah, it's not a full, like, album or whatever, but I think it's awesome. I'm loving it. It's, like, kind of KRB. Like, it's really chill. Exactly what I would expect from him. Um, I do not ride bicycles um, frequently. <laughs> I mean, I can. I've seen a lot of discourse on the timeline about, like, Army not even being able like, to ride bicycles. <laughs> So army were like get it together like what's wrong with y'all um but you know i would listen to it in my car and feel equally is like free driving down the highway so i appreciate yeah. it i appreciate that he can write a song um about something that's like relatively simple but he makes it sound like so poetic i just i cannot okay he can so i really <laughs> appreciate it from him <laughs> I was seeing lots of tweets from, like, New York City Army who were like, yo, Namjoon, like, I love you, but if you think riding a bicycle is relaxing, like, we do not live in the same place. (laughs) So, anyway, that just came to mind. But, yeah, I love the track. It's very soothing. It feels like a hug, like many of his tracks do. So, Mm -hmm. And I love the idea, again, organic, of, like, I have this track ready that maybe I was saving for a mixtape, but you know what? I'm going to release it as part of Festa for Army anyway. 
I also really appreciate his ability to multitask because he said he was he came up with the lyrics while he was like riding a bicycle. And if you think about that, like that's a lot of brain work to be able to like power a bicycle, um, not run into people or other objects. And also come up with a like a rap while doing so. Um Yeah. It must yeah. just be like meditative for him because there's no other way. Like I feel like I often think of something and I'm like, oh, that was good. I need to remember that. Yeah. And, like if I'm like working on something or like I don't know, thinking about a certain project I'm working on, I'm like, oh, that was great. And then two seconds later I'm like, what was that that I was thinking <laughs> about? You know? So Right. Kudos to him for like bicycling and then somehow remembering what he was thinking about while bicycling. Exactly. It's a lot of coordination. What else happened this week? Um we had some good interviews. Mm. Um, I know we're gonna talk about one in particular, but there were two other interviews that I wanted to shout out. There was one from Pop Crush. And while I didn't feel like the questions themselves were like necessarily profound the the effort that was put into it or to at least make it seem like I actually like know who you are and I like you and I listen to your stuff I really appreciate it so I really like that interview um that pop crush did I also really like the interview that was from Z100 which I feel like came out recently or at least it popped up in my feed recently um even though it was the first interview that they did um but I also appreciate this interview because it was like, okay, it's clear that there's like effort being put into here and that this person's like actually an army and like genuinely enjoys BTS. And like you could tell that they genuinely enjoy talking to him, um, which is very rare to see these days. Like I can only imagine being in their position where you're having to do this like press run and you're sitting there for hours, probably not at favorable times because it's different time zones. So they're probably like either up like really late at night, really early in the morning talking to these people. Um, And like, I kind of want to give some interviewers the benefit of the doubt of that when they prepare questions, like there's going to be a greater chance that people are going to ask the same question. Um, because like okay yes everyone's going to ask about like about butter or everyone's going to ask about like the pandemic because we're all living that right um but i appreciate that these interviewers have been like trying to ask other questions other than just that um or at least trying to make the interview like interesting in some kind of way and um to see like bts smile and be like happy or giggling um or just not, like, bored out of their minds, like, <laughs> the sass coming out of some of them is oh just so evident. I'm just thinking back to that, actually. I think we talked about it on a previous episode, but where Namjoon's like, oh, yeah, what's your favorite part? And she's like, uh, uh, the beginning. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, the beginning. <laughs> just, like, the fakest laugh. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. I'm sure it's hard when you're being interviewed all day and also like trying to differentiate your questions while still keeping them like, I don't know, media appropriate or whatever, but it's clearly possible given these other questions. Right. So that leads into our third interview that we're going to discuss today. 
Um, you mentioned it earlier. This was from E! Now, right? Or is it Entertainment yeah. Now? So I think it's an Indian entertainment show called Entertainment Now. And the host... I really don't want to butcher her name because we've slandered like so many people for butchering names, but her first name is Sakshma and I think mm-hmm. her last name is Srivastav. Um, so I, I hope that I've pronounced that correctly. Um, but she did such a good job. Like, <laughs> okay. So as I already mentioned in the intro, like RM's voice was extra deep. Jungkook's mm-hmm. voice was extra deep. We're all being super cute. Like V was literally like blushing. Like they had some kind of moment. She's like, your voice is so good. <laughs> they just shrug like three times in succession, you know, like back and forth. And I was like, and we can cut this if you don't want to put it. But I was like, are they flirting with her? Because I would like also flirt with her for asking good questions. <laughs> Why is your voice so deep? What are you doing? Like, but like also it was great. And I love that she had like personalized questions for each of them. But even when a question was personalized, she didn't fail to mention things that other members had done, like specifically her question with uh, J-Hope and his donations in Tanzania. Um, she was like, other members have also given to causes far and wide and like near and dear to their hearts. And so I was like, you know, even though she's commending J-Hope for this, she's not like ignoring other things that have been done. Yeah, I like that they were like thought provoking questions and not just like, um, what's your favorite line in butter? Because they say the same lie every single time. Um, Like, I get it. Like, I'm sure some journalists, they might be, like, fans of BTS or they like them enough, but they might not be ARMY necessarily. So they're just coming and, like, they're doing their job and they're asking the questions that they know people are going to want to hear, right? Like, not everyone's listening to, like, all the same platform. So the specific fans listening to this radio station have to know these like five things so they're going to ask those questions they just want to ask those questions and get out the door um but it gets tiring for us and I know it gets tiring for BTS um so I was really appreciative to hear like some more thought-provoking questions um something that you could tell clearly got them thinking because like you were saying (laughs) like like Namjoon's voice was like super deep um and we know he he says that he has to like actively raise his voice um when speaking because his voice is like actually much deeper um and it was clear that he had to like think when he was asking these uh, when he was being asked these questions so he couldn't just like use his like little fake voice that he uses like <laughs> it was like really him like it was like really authentic um we didn't get that fake laugh he gives when like shit really isn't funny um (laughs) (laughs) or like just seeing like the other members like getting personal questions asked about them like things that like some of those questions like were questions that I was actually curious about and I was happy that she asked them yeah Two hundred percent. I was actually thinking to myself watching it, like these are questions. If I, you know, we always talk about like army sixty minutes, but like if I had the chance to like ask them things, what would it be? And it would actually be things like what 
the host did. Right. right? Like asking Jimin about like, do you have to like watch your words or is there pressure there? You know, knowing that you inspire so many people. And he was like, yeah, there's a pressure there, but like, we're happy that we can like help people or make their day better or whatever. And like, (laughs) have they ever been asked that ever? Like, what kind of pressures do you feel? I mean, she was asking Namjoon, too, and he he said something along the lines of, like, we've released an album every, like, six months. I think he said, like, twice a year, sometimes three times a year. And he was like, it's not always easy. Like, it can be very stressful, but it's always fun. And I think they were being, like, as honest as they can be. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, you said it was so authentic. And then she also asked Yoongi about, like, his mental health and how, like, is it like hard for him to write about some of these things? And at first I was like, whoa, that's a, that's a kind of an intense question, you know, but he was very like gracious and so was she and like how it was asked and how he answered. And so yeah. I just, yeah, it was an amazing interview. Or even like asking Jen, like, do you sometimes feel like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes. That, people. That yeah. Like, do you feel like people constantly talking about how beautiful you are? Like, overshadows the other aspects of you because i think that all the time like there's so much more to jen than like constantly just talking about him being like worldwide handsome i know he does it like himself um and like he obviously like genuinely thinks of himself that way and that's fine like i mean because he is like fine as hell so (laughs) i mean like you like you have the authority to say that um uh but yeah, there's, like, so much more to Jen, but I just feel like we could get really, like, wrapped up and, like, constantly talking about his beauty that, like, yeah. we don't talk about, like, other aspects of him. And I mean, this could, like, go for the other members as well, but, like, Jen in particular. So that was, like, a really interesting question. And I feel like it was really, like, bold. I don't know. I know. Like, I know. Yeah. I, I don't know how that could have gone. That could have gone anyway, right? Well, I wanted to ask you, like, actually, now that you mention it, like, that was the first question right off the bat. That was right. very bold. Um, he was honest. Um, I, I don't know if I remember, like, how how did he take that question? Because was he kind of, like, looking around at the beginning? Like, <laughs> am I hallucinating that? I might have to go back and watch it again. He was definitely red. Like, not so much in the face, but, like... <laughs> His neck and below. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's like, it's not an easy question. And they get, like, easy questions. And they get questions that they don't necessarily have to answer. Like, they rely a lot on, like, Namjoon to answer stuff. So to get, like, a direct question like that, um, where he could be like, yeah, I wish y'all would talk about something else about me. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to say that in an interview, but um, yeah, probably not. I just thought it was like really, really bold. Um, but like, kudos to her. I mean, I was kind of curious how their interview process works from like a journalist perspective. Do they send certain questions to Hybe? someone at Hybe who like reads these questions and is like, yeah, you can answer, you can ask this, you can ask this, but you can't ask this and you can't ask this. Cause I know it goes that way for like other artists, but I wasn't really sure. Um, but I'm like, maybe I'm like, do they screen these at all? Or if they do, 
were they like finally some like good questions yeah <laughs> i had the exact same thought as you actually i was wondering like did they pre-screen these questions i mean none of them seemed like super shocked right but it was enough of like V being a little flustered, like again, like kind of bold questions where I was like, "Did Hype okay this, or yeah. or what?" I mean, I do feel, and we've seen it in the documentaries, that BTS is always kind of pushing the limits on what they can and want to share with us, and I think they want to be as open as possible while like maintaining their, you know, privacy to the extent that they can. So I wouldn't be surprised if they screened it and were like, yes, God bless. Good questions. Um, I imagine they at least went through the initial format because each individual member had like an in-ear, right? Right. And it was more or less like one per person. So I feel like... I wonder if she gave them like a slate of questions. Like maybe I will ask you this. Yeah. Pure hypothesis is I'm not in the business of interviewing celebrities, much to my everlasting <laughs> chagrin. Yeah. Um, that cut where, like, <laughs> where she told Tay that, like, his voice was sexy, like, among other things. Why was that so funny? Like, the way it was going back and forth and it was quiet. And he's like shrugging. <laughs> She's just like sitting there. I was like, is this real? <laughs> I was starting to feel like anxious or awkward. I'm not going to lie to you. I saw a clip of it, like just the clip of that on Twitter. I, I thought someone like made an edit. I didn't think it was real. But like, no, really like that was in the interview. I was wondering if there was like a lag in the in-ear or something. Because um, obviously they were getting like, simultaneous translation like from right. her to them and then from them to her so i have no idea yeah <laughs> it's like um, are they waiting on something to be translated yeah i i mean i don't i don't blame him like how often in the middle of an interview does one of the interview viewers tell you like you're sexy or like your <laughs> your voice is sexy like <laughs> probably like what you sang all night army would listen all night and i was like damn girl shoot your shot exactly i think that was like an exact quote of something she said yeah like if you did x all night like army would listen all night and i was like wow all right or there was one point where like jk was answering and i don't even know what he was saying but like why were the other members giggling like they were like like bursting out laughing i was like what did he say like was this some kind of inside joke like what is this or for all we know like we thought it was simultaneous translation in the earpiece and it is but it could also be their manager like abort mission (laughs) abort mission do not answer this question yeah i don't know um it was really cute (laughs) and obviously like if she's not an army she's like done her research so Um, I appreciate that a lot, even though I've seen now that, like, ARMY, like, is the freaking FBI. Like, the FBI should be shaking in their boots, honestly, the way that ARMY, like, investigates stuff. Um, I'm like, dang, we can't have anything good. Like, automatically, they were, like, finding out stuff about her that's, like, not that great, um, which is unfortunate. 
But I mean, the interview was still good. So yeah, I feel like that interview was so good. Thank you for sticking with us throughout this episode. Um, it's a long one, so we appreciate it if you made it this far. We're going to wrap up here, um, and we're going to see you next week. It will be post-muster, right? Ooh. Record? Yes, it will be. Um, so that will be interesting. Wow. Yeah, we'll see you here after muster. Happy 8th anniversary. When will my calendar return from war? But anyway, <laughs> I, I'm ready for Festa. I'm ready for muster. Good to go. All right. Well, signing off, and we'll see you next week. See you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Girls With Fun. We're so grateful that you chose to hang out with us. Once again, be sure to follow our social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Girls With Fun Pod and on Facebook at Girls With Fun Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite streaming service. If you have an idea for an episode or you want to share your thoughts on any of the topics we've discussed, slide into our DMs or email us at girlswithfunpod at gmail.com. Thanks again for joining us and see you next time.